I know everybody is itching to get away on trips these days, but it's important to take a second and be prepared for the unexpected when you're traveling. And one of the best ways to do that is with an Air Med Care Network Fly You Home membership. AMCN Fly You Home is all about taking control of your care. If you get hurt or sick or you're hospitalized more than 150 nautical miles from your home, They'll transport you to a hospital of your choice in a medically equipped private aircraft, and you won't have to pay a dime out of pocket for it. They've completed more than 18,000 missions and have over 30 years experience, so you can expect industry-leading care while recovering. I know what you're thinking. This sounds expensive, but it's as cheap as $134 a year for your entire household. And if you use the promo code ROB, they'll give you up to a $60 gift card when you join. For all of you who love getting out there, I, I know I sure do. I can't recommend enough the piece of mind you'll feel with an AMCN Fly You Home membership. Just visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash Rob today and get up to a $60 gift card with the promo code Rob. Again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com slash Rob, promo code Rob. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back to talk about some 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After on the week before a yachtist for 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After. But a lot to do as we wrap up, I guess, the first half of 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After with Mr. 90 Day Fiance. Here he is. It's Puya Zimbakili. Puya, how are you? I am great, Rob. You know, I, I have heard through the grapevine, you and I are known as the goofballs of 90 Day. The goofballs, and yes. I feel like it's an apt name for us. Very happy to be back here again to talk more 90 Day with you. Yes. Uh, Puya, how's everything going? Everything's going good. Everything's going well here. I'm, I'm enjoying my time. You know, the month is about to end, and with it will end my streak of streaming every day, which I'm equal parts like happy about and upset about but then other than that everything else has been going you know smoothly mm-hmm. yeah does that get easier to do it every day yeah i will say initially it was i was feeling more fatigued on it but now i've just gotten used to just going live doing my thing for two three hours and then leaving so and it's been it's, yeah it's been fun it's been a fun ride okay all right uh have you talked to any 90 day fiance on your streams I don't. I always, with both 90 and The Masked Singer, if anyone asks a question, I try and avoid answering them, and I just push them to listen to the podcast instead. Yeah, I don't want to give the uh, give the content out there, because then they're not incentivized to go over the podcast, <laughs> which is, I would argue, better, because yeah. there's me and someone else equally as amazing, if not better than me. Okay. And also, Puya, the, which uh, 90 Day Fiance character do you think would be the best Twitch live streamer? Oh, we've talked about this. It's Andre. I think Andre would just be like, you owe me money. Give me the bits. Okay. <laughs> you must give me five subscribers right now. Give me five gift subs right now. And they're like, okay, we ha- I guess we have to do it. It's either him or it's Asuelu. And it's not close for me. Oh, yeah. It's one of them two. Yeah, Kelani and Asuelu got the week off after uh, their up and down trip uh, to Zion Ponderosa. But mm-hmm. all right, uh, l- let's uh, talk about everybody here this week. And really... I guess Tiffany and Ronald uh, got the most screen time. Uh, they were sort of the A storyline this week. Yeah, they finally get their their big big story. Um, get like first ticket on the first billing, and I will say 
this for me has been the worst episode we've had so far in the season. Yeah, so, this was a slow one. And I think that, you know, they're mm-hmm. off next week. And so maybe they felt like, OK, well, maybe um, people are going to be traveling with Fourth of July coming up. So. Uh, maybe they felt like let's burn off uh, this one. Yeah, no major um, revelations or or anything. Uh, no major fights or confrontations. Uh, we did find out some medical news about Natalie, but overall, uh, kind of a slower week on uh, ninety day fiance. But we'll have fun. Yeah, we always do. Even in the worst of times on this show, we find we find gems for us to enjoy and talk about. And I, there's some gems in here for sure. Yeah. OK, so uh, Tiffany and Ronald, uh, Tiffany has made it out there and sort of like uh, the shock of, oh, Ronald uh, decorated and then he built a room for Daniel. Uh, the, you know, luster has sort of worn off a little bit, Booyah, because uh, Tiffany opened the refrigerator. There were six eggs, uh, and some hot sauce, hella hot sauce and uh, a beer. Singular beer. Yeah, that does not sound like a great fridge at all. And I think for me, the interesting part was she equated this with, well, you spent all the money on this extra room. You could have spent it on groceries. And I just I fully think Ronald just lives like that. I think his fridge is always empty. I don't think that fridge is ever full. Yeah, because how much money did he spend on the room? I, it didn't look like there was much that was put into it. There was some paint, some the wood, some drywall. Then, yeah. Yeah. So it didn't look like it was going to like cost bank to make that. But I just I mean, I feel like this was 100 percent just uh, Ronald's naive naiveness like, yeah. coming into play. Yeah. Yeah. Did I have this right? Did Tiffany uh, say that she was upset? There was no salt. There was no seasoning. No, no seasoning. seasoning in this man's house. So, I'm like, no I seeds, say baby. seasoning loosely. Literally, yeah. just no salt to begin with is is jarring. I feel like one of five things I almost expect every house, like before you even move into it, to have is salt. Like every, salt. I feel like salt's everywhere. What else? Yeah. What are the other four things? Uh, salt. I feel like you're always going to find a couple, like a bag of nails or something like that. Nails. That's always okay, like, so it's not even like yeah. foodstuffs. Okay, so salt. Not necessarily. Nails. Yeah, salt, nails. Um, I feel like there's always like a bottle of ketchup somewhere. Like everyone's, mm. everyone's got ketchup. Yeah. Whether they're big ketchup people or not, it's just always there. Um, and then some kind of sugar or sweetener. I feel like if you don't have sugar or sweetener, mm-hmm. it's a little bit, in, you know, yeah. What about toilet paper? Oh, you know what? That's a good shout. I think toilet paper would also be in the mix as well. You know, we were in a little bit of a tough spot, uh, Puya. that, you know, Nicole Ooh. and I have been moving around a lot here uh, over these last couple of weeks. And just as a heads up to you and Liana. So when we moved into this apartment that we're at right now, that we were saying to each other, uh, surely there must be toilet paper there when you move into the apartment. But uh, no, when we got to the apartment, there was no toilet paper. So that i don't i don't know if i'm t- talking out of school here but so nicole sent me on a mission she said Ooh. go to the leasing office and then sneak into their bathroom and then just stuff a bunch of toilet paper into your pockets and then bring it back here because i need it into your pockets yeah how how many 
how much toilet paper can you stuff in a pocket though? We we didn't have we didn't have it and we had or we had made like an order from Target that we were gonna I was gonna go pick up in a little bit, but like for a couple mm. of hours. Nicole was worried about being in the house, not having the toilet paper. So I had to go on like a, you know, a reconnaissance mission uh, to take uh, toilet paper from the leasing office of the apartment. So tell me more. Did you successfully complete your mission? Yeah, of course. Of course. What do you think? Nice. Nice. I mean, I have faith in you. So yeah, you think I can't pull that off? No, I think you can. I think you can. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I just my my only question was how much. Like I guess a couple hours worth of toilet paper easily can fit in a pocket. Yeah, you just roll pocket, like right? roll it, roll it up, and then I stuffed it in my yeah. uh, pocket. And you know, I, I didn't take a roll from the leasing mm-hmm. office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I remember in my um, sophomore year of university, uh, there were quite a few people I knew who would like go back to the dorms to get the toilet paper from there because it was free. But mm-hmm. it was like it's like the half ply. I was like, why are you half getting ply, half yeah. ply? Like. Trust it's not worth it. Like just get get yeah. yourself something better. But yeah, I mean, you completed, and then look at you—you you have a house now, stock yeah. full of toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, now we're now, now we're back uh, stocked up. But anyway, yeah. all right. So uh, Tiffany and Ronald go to the store. Tiffany was not super impressed uh, with the South African supermarket. Yeah, I feel like th- this is a part where, like Tiffany, you're doing a little too much. Like some of the audacious moments for her like i'm pretty sure this is standard in many places mm-hmm. like, this is not a weird thing but first, first let's like there's a couple of things to talk about here rob what are your opinions on mushrooms are you a mushroom guy i like mushrooms yeah, yeah utility same. vegetable it's, yeah oh hell yeah yeah oh yeah you can just throw it on anything and it works so the idea that the mushrooms s- were uh salads steaks yeah omelets yeah yeah can't go wrong this was not, she says, ew, who eats mushroom? Sicko. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Sicko? Like, it's mushrooms. It's not that deep. Yeah. It's not. That was like, not I've a bizarre never, food item. No, no. So that was one. And then we get to the the French Poloni. French Poloni. South African Poloni. Yeah. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm probably not going to even want to eat regular bologna. Oh, now, again, as a younger man, uh, definitely as some uh, bologna, American cheese, uh, deli mustard. Uh, I feel like I have a more sophisticated palate at this point. Uh, but as far as the French bologna, uh, like, uh, you know, look, uh, if you're going to have like get like some like boar's head bologna, like okay, fine. Uh, it's passable. Probably like uh, you know the most questionable of the lunch meats, but French poloni does look like a science experiment gone wrong. Yeah, it was very, very, a very deep shade of pink. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've also been in the same boat as you, Rob. Where I have definitely as my one of my struggle foods of choice was indeed the bologna sandwich. I was like, it's meat, it's cheese, it's filling, it'll do. Um, so I've definitely dabbled in the past, yeah. but ultimately, I think the qu- the question to answer here is like for the kids, no. But if you want to do this to your body, Ronald, that is your choice. That's you your, can, your choice, do Ronald. What you want to do. By the way, when yeah. I watched uh, Love After Lockup with Bryce on the Purple Pants podcast, I one it's funny that she called it jail food because uh, one of the inmates that was getting out that he requested uh, like a like eleven pound bologna log. It was one of the four B's that this man was uh, requesting for when he got out of prison. 
Is this a request that is fulfilled like just by his family? Like he his, told them his, that's what he wants. His uh, wife, I believe, was ah, was going to be eleven doing pounds. Yeah, it was like you know, like a like like three feet of baloney. A weapon. Don't I was like, does she have a deli Campo. slicer at the? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how she was so doing. One that. of the things. Yeah, yeah moving but, back. Yeah, baloney. One one of the four Bs. One one of the other yeah, three? Uh, that uh, I feel like that it's only one of the two that I can say on the podcast. Oh, okay. On this I... podcast, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. we'll talk offline. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, and then you know Tiffany's kind of grossed out by a lot of the stuff in the in the butcher case and everything like that. Like, come on, Tiffany. Uh, lighten up a little bit. Uh, but anyway, she they get to the cash register and um. Ronald is short a few couple hundred rand. Yeah, so I did the ex- I did check the exchange rate out. Yes, and they also gave us exchange. Rand. Yeah, uh, on the on the show. Yeah, so she asks Ronald how much is that, and Ronald's like about fifty bucks. It's twenty five bucks at the moment, three hundred rand. So yeah, I did check that out. Yeah, so he's a li- he comes up a little bit short. There's going to be some question and, of like, does, did he have the money or did he not have the money? He says, oh, I just forgot my credit card. Right. But then was he just so he was going to use the credit card, but he didn't have the money. So like, I'm assuming he means he didn't have the debit card. So, yeah, uh, I, I believe that he did not. He claims he has the the actual uh, money that is needed to pay for it, but he did not have the actual card. To do it, but that is a little mm. bit like the oldest trick in the book. Oh, my wallet's in my other pants. Oops. I would have paid for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think, Puya? Did did Ronald uh, leave his wallet home on purpose? I think that Tiffany clocked him. I think that he doesn't have a lot of finances wrapped to like, readied up because like obviously one of the conversation pieces that happened in the beginning of the season was hey ronald i'm not gonna pay for these tickets anymore you have to pay for them get the money for them i think ronald did use some of it on this um room thing but i think to begin with he wasn't rocking with a lot of cash and we have heard ronald do this a couple of times where he said why do we have to use my money to do this i think that he's might have just left it at home for the convenience sake of not being the one to pay for it, but then having the plausible deniability of, well, I had the money. I just didn't have the card. Cause mm-hmm. I think one of his defenses is to be like, well, I have the money. Let's prove you wrong. He wants to prove Tiffany wrong so bad. He had enough cash to pay for most of it. So it seems weird that uh, like, Oh, I was going to pay this much. I had, I had my cash, but I didn't have my credit cards. I mean, I don't know how you get around Puya, but I kind of feel like I, I keep like paper money and credit cards in the same, uh, the same wallet. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still a wallet guy. So I also do the same. Got my cards, got my yeah. cash. And then I know some people use the little like card holder thing that you like press the button and all the cards kind of slide up or they just have the card slots in the back of the phone. The point being, you're way more likely to have your cards on you than your cash. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I'm in a little bit of a unique predicament right now. Puya. I have a two dollar bill in my possession and I don't know whether to carry it in a wallet or not. Currently in my wallet, I have a two dollar bill and three one dollar bills and I don't know what to do with the two dollar bill. 
that I, I know that um, the toonie is uh, not uh, uncommon in Canada, but the the two dollar bill is uh, you know a rather rare piece of currency. I don't even know if anybody accepts it if you give a two dollar bill. I mean, um, it's still legal, so I would assume so. But if it's rare, and I'm I looked it up, they you know. It's worth at least a hundred dollars in well-circulated condition. I think you leave it at home, Rob. Oh, the two-dollar bill is worth a hundred dollars. It says that at least a hundred uncirculated large-size notes are worth at least five hundred and can go up to ten grand or more. What? That can't, can't be. Oh, let's see. The common variety nineteen seventy-six two-dollar note are worth around eight dollars and five. Okay, I was wrong. I read the wrong thing. Yeah. You have, okay, it's at least four times its value. I, I think just leave it at home. Mm. You're not going to want to spend it. I think ultimately, if you're in a $2 bind, you'd much rather probably yeah. Apple pay it or use your two single dollars. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The, according to Google, it's a common misconception that $2 bills are particularly rare or valuable. This has led to many people to hoard them. And as a result, there are large numbers of $2 bills in good condition that aren't being circulated. However, the vast majority of $2 bills are worth exactly that $2. Do you think the $2 bill would have been used more if it was a coin like the Toonie is? Hmm. I don't know. P- I, uh, th- there's like a Sacagawea uh, dollar that nobody uses. So uh, I can't imagine the $2 coin is going to be uh, used that much. Yeah. I mean, I think this must be the pandemic talking, but I've also moved in the last year. I've not seen coins in such a long yeah. time. I'm I think it's going to be tooth fairy fodder, I think, next time uh, that comes up. And tips. Like that's yeah. Every, and that's a tooth fairy. T-W-O-T-H fairy. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're yeah, putting down. Okay. Nice. Uh, but anyway, so they get back from the store and Tiffany is exhausted and she's not happy about having to pay the grocery money. She's also been on a long trip uh, with Daniel and the baby Carly. Tiffany, I don't know if she, you know, time difference also. I think this is the jet lag is really kicking in. And Ronald has to unload the groceries and Tiffany is like, I, I need it. Like, I need to go lay down. I need to get out of here. And Ronald keeps giving her like the hold sign of like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Just I got to finish doing this. Don't go anywhere yet. Yeah. So what we can very much tell is that for Tiffany, this trip served two purposes. Right? Yeah. One purpose was, well, let me just make sure this is something we're going to commit to. Number one. Sure. Number two was. I've been taking care of everything with the kids and life the whole time. I need the break where I'm going to make Ronald do all of the things I do. Yeah. And she's quickly learning the realization that Ronald can't do that because Ronald doesn't understand what is required to do such things. So Ronald's very much like, well, transactionally, I'm doing the grocery unloading. That means you do not bother me with anything else until this is done because I was nice enough to do this for you. And obviously, that's not going to work here. Yeah, Ronald has like a very specific chore list that he is willing to do. uh, And he will not do any multitasking. Not even a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And so... He, uh, you know, cannot watch a kid and, and uh, I guess, uh, I guess Andre can't either, uh, but he cannot watch a kid and put away the groceries. 
at the same time. Uh, he cannot mop the floor and watch Carly at the same time. And in Tiffany's defense, she's like, yeah, this is all I do is like watch the kids and also do something else at the same time. Yeah, like she's like, I'm holding all of this down alone yeah. every day. How have you not been able to do it for one day? I mean, and Ronald, just from my own personal experience, do you know how many times I podcast and watch my kids at the same time? And I've listened to those podcasts and I've heard you have to, you know, go back and forth a little bit sometimes. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not recommended. Not the best no, way to podcast. But it's doable. Yeah. When you have to go clutch, you go clutch. Yeah. yeah. You just do it. Get it done. Uh, so this was wild, Puya. So Ronald to occupy baby Carly, who I believe is one years old, gave her a plastic bag to play with. Surely he can't be that stupid, right? Mm -hmm. Like this couldn't have, this felt almost scripted, but also terrifying. I believe the plastic bag literally it has printed on this bag is not a toy. It's like one of the three things you learn that is not a toy and can be a problem for kids is plastic bags. Very little toys that can't, used to come in kinder surprises that mm-hmm. now are discontinued mm-hmm. in this country specifically. Like, how is this a thing that you thought would be? How do you not like? OK, so the other thing is a plastic bag is a toy. You could have given your baby the polony to play with. At least that's like a vibrant color and it's not a choking hazard. Like that is, yeah. I can't, be, I can't believe the bag was the first item on the, on the board. Not to mention that Ronald bought an obscene amount of uh, meat and uh, things that are perishable at the supermarket. I have to imagine that there might have been like uh, some leakage on those bags. Like I kind of feel like that just from Ooh. a like uh, you know um, bacteria perspective. Ideally, you don't want to give a baby a plastic bag uh, right from the butcher shop uh, to play with butcher store, uh, if you will, for trash. Yeah, I feel like if you opt out of like, that's a good call is to opt out and not do that. I think that's yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because I feel like that that was a reason why Ronald had to go to the mop uh, so quickly. I had to hit the mop hard and heavy because I don't know about you. When you come home from the grocery store, like, do you need to immediately mop the kitchen following a trip to the grocery store? No, I can't say that. So I feel like that there that. was some leaky bags uh, that Ronald was dealing with. Leaky bags. There could have also been the bags could have been on the floor a little too long and stuff was defrosting. Don't yeah. love any of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds Don't awful. Don't give it actually. to a baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then he's busy with the mop. Tiffany's calling him. He's like, I can't. I can't. I'm mopping right now. Can't do it. Uh, Tiffany's just getting uh, very frustrated. Uh, she's going to ultimately storm off and uh this is over the course of a couple of different scenes um she's gonna go uh walk off uh and uh we're gonna see in a little bit also then uh carly needs a diaper changed uh that ronald tells us he does not have a problem with doing the diapers that is not the issue there's just one type of diaper that he won't change that is the poop diaper. So overall, he's okay with diapers, just not the poop diapers. 
Right. Just not the, the most difficult one or the, the one that no one wants to. Like, no one's like, oh, I'll only do the poop diapers and you can do all the other diapers. Like, that's not an agreement anyone wants. Yeah. I thought it was very a very privileged stance for, for Ronald to have to be like, yeah, I'm not going to do that one. Right. Because, I mean, of the, the there's only two types of diapers. Uh, there's a number one and there's a number two. And to say like overall, no, I'm fine. I'm fine with diapers, just not the number two. I mean, I hear him. I agree that he's if if this was a draft, he's picked the right team. Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, again, I just I feel like, you know, we're getting a lot of Ronald being forceful these last couple of weeks of, yeah, you're staying here for longer than two weeks. I don't care. But then he also doesn't want to do the the heavy lifting or the, the, you know, literally heavy diaper lifting at all. And I can see why this is a concern to Tiffany. And I can see why she's mm-hmm. pushing back on this because it's very fair because she's had no choice. She's had to do both the diapers. She doesn't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And he says he will always uh, change the, the pee diapers. And Tiffany says like, but you don't have a choice of which ones you wanted to do. And his rebuttal, Puya, is, yeah, but I do have a choice because I have a wife. Yeah. <laughs> Great rebuttal. Great rebuttal. And then he says something along the lines of, well, if it, was, if, if, if it was a boy, then it's different. But then you know how to clean the girl better. I was like, that's what argument is this? Like, this is so much like he's on, he's back into a corner and he doesn't know how to get out of it. He knows he's going to have to change it. Uh, Yeah. 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 Look, uh, you know, look, uh, I am am an expert in changing, uh, diapers, uh, boys that, uh, I I do, I, I do feel like that, you know, there's a point there that he's making, but I think that, uh, like, I think he can get the info that he needs on changing Carly's diaper. Okay. Like, like it's not impossible. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of things that they, they can just Google. Like there was a whole, do you know how to cook this chicken? I don't, I've never cooked this chicken. I was like, just, just figure it out. Just Google it. Yeah. Like, you can learn. Le- learning's easy, Ronald. Learning is so easy. And yeah. Plentiful. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, uh, Tiffany's going to storm off. Uh, he tells her, watch out. The dogs bite. Yeah. I f- <laughs> if someone told me this, I feel like they'd want me to get bit. I don't know why. It doesn't mm. feel like a heads up. It feels more like a, a oh, you're going to leave me? Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. And so he doesn't want her to leave at all. So, Puya, how's it going for Tiffany and Ronald? Because uh, she's, you know, talking a lot about, you know, uh, are they staying? Are they going? That, you know, if he doesn't change his attitude, they're going to leave. Uh, he says that they have an open ended ticket. They don't need to leave at any point. Uh, do you think that is the arrow pointing towards uh, leaving or staying? Given that this is the first day, I think it's leaning towards leaving. I think what Ronald's doing is a lot of drumming up guilt. And then, you know, I've made a whole room. So now if you leave, you've wasted my time. So it's kind of like emotional blackmail is what I'm seeing from him. And Tiffany's doing a lot of, well, these were the expectations I have. And you are just not living up to them. And I will say there's moments of of, um, Ronald's like, 
lack of knowledge with things that I see that I had when I first moved in with Liana, where like Liana has these expectations of these are the ways I kind of want things to go. And I'm like, oh, I can fully do it because I'm a blindly confident type of guy. If I care about something enough, I'm like, I can do anything towards yeah. that. And then there was a lot of like humbling moments of like, oh, I definitely did not realize this is going to be harder than I thought. So there's some realization there. But then the difference is I was like, I know what I've signed up for and I'm fully in. Whereas Ronald is looking at every corner to be like, well, technically I can do one thing at a time. So you're going to have to deal with it. Also, you can't leave. Also, if you leave, you are depriving me of my children. So there's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. This trending down is what I'm trying to tell you, Rob. It's been a mess. Um, this episode really pushes it down further. And this, the diaper scene made everything very uncomfortable. Whereas up until then, I could laugh at them. Now I'm kind of sad for both of them. Yeah. I will say that overall, in terms of us as viewers, I do feel like that the Tiffany and Ronald storyline, now that they're at least together in the same place, like I thought that we were going to have like an Andrew and Amira type situation uh, with Ooh. them where I thought they were never going to ultimately get in the same place like now that she's in South Africa that they're actually together and you know interacting and having conflict like I feel like that all right uh, this is looking up for me yeah as far as the T from a TV perspective from not like me looking at them um in like an empathetic way they're definitely starting to deliver now i agree i know that liana's been the one that's been very keen to see them and you've kind of been like meh I think now they're trending upwards in that direction. At least they have some kind of a semblance of a storyline, which we'll get to. There's a couple of people we saw this week that had nothing. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about uh, Mike and Natalie, about uh, what's going on here, because uh, we sort of got this uh, a couple of things. I mean, nothing is more shocking than last week where Mike and Natalie reveal that they have the lucky the rat. Uh, But here um, (laughs) that Natalie has a friend named Juliana. What do you make of Natalie's friend, Juliana? Where'd she come from? Where'd she I, come from? Was, I, yeah. It's like two weeks in a row now. We're like, surprised. This is a part of our life now. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Um, I feel like I've seen Juliana's kitchen before. Mm. I'm pretty sure Natalie has a YouTube channel where she does cooking stuff and it's Juliana's kitchen that she's using. Mm. I feel like I've seen that before. So that was immediately that stuck out to me. But no, it was fascinating. So Juliana is a a Russian woman who also moved to the States uh, with her husband. And they've made friends. They've been friends for about six months now. And it seems like she's Natalie's only slash closest friend in America. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't love uh, Juliana. She should mind her own business. She's just like a a real, like another know-it-all that's like uh, butting in. Like, uh, you know, who made her uh, the relationship counselor? I, yeah, I did not like the, um, at the dinner later on where she fully confronts Mike about the surgery. I was like, uh, you just met the man. Yeah. (laughs) How about no? How about this is not going to end well? Yeah. Yeah, so from that regard, there definitely feels like it definitely you could tell that Natalie has given Julia Juliana a lot of information about their life because that's right. her only person. Right. So yeah, Juliana and, knows too much. Puya, not for anything. Uh, Natalie, I suspect uh, an unreliable narrator to be able to get the previously on 90 Day Fiancés from. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, this is, we're talking about someone who is now 
been had a couple instances where they've misheard a situation and and taken it to a whole extreme off just one word. So I do think that the hero of that story is Natalie mm-hmm. and everyone else around her is the enemy and everyone around her is false. And I think we've covered them enough to know that there's uh, problems on both sides. Okay. All right. So um, Natalie has some sort of a condition that she talks about. It, it is not ever given like a clinical name here, but she is having some breathing issues. She makes it sound like in the episode, this happened once she got to Seattle, uh, once she got to Washington, she's having a problem where she's having difficulty breathing and there is just a lot of fluid that is coming out of her nose. Yeah. Is this like allergies? It sounds like allergies to me. I don't know. I'm not but, really a nose expert. Yeah. Are allergies uh, like it, like it doesn't sound like that. She, I, and again, um, I don't know if I know Julia was famously uh, anti uh, certain medications. I don't know mm-hmm. how Natalie would feel, but it doesn't sound like she was prescribed a Claritin at any point. Right. It doesn't sound like that at all. It sounds like and I was waiting to find out uh, what the what the actual condition would be or what kind of surgery it is. But we really got nothing. All we got was baseline um, procedure and breathing problems. So that's all we really know. And we know that Mike also like we know that they've talked about this and Mike's Mike knows she has this condition. Yeah. Um, this just to me, the whole thing about the, the surgery all of a sudden seems very weird to me. I, I hesitate to use sus, but it's just like all of a sudden out of nowhere, this, uh, surgery issue came up. And I do feel like that she is acting like very evasive about the whole surgery issue. Do you think it's more of a cosmetic surgery potentially? So there's not much medical behind it. Remember when we saw the picture of Natalie from when it was like uh, her wedding day and she did not look like the same person. I do wonder, could it be some sort of a complication from past uh, cosmetic surgery? That could be an issue. Oh, like a repair, Um, like a repair of what had happened prior, potentially. I again, I don't. This is total Mm. supposition on my part. Like it doesn't see, sound like what at first when she was talking about this, I was like, oh, does she have like a deviated septum? Uh, mm-hmm. But it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like that. And there's no like uh, we were not given like the name of a condition or anything like that. And I do feel like that she's been kind of uh, evasive about the whole the, the whole thing uh, with Mike and the fact that this is an expensive operation that you know that might, uh, might, might not be covered by the insurance like i just wonder like uh how much of like that okay getting this operation is sort of like uh, a reason for natalie to stick it out with mike yeah i'm i'm doing a little bit of uh, i did a couple um googlings and mm-hmm. i got back on reddit it sounds like there's a lot of people that are also skeptical and believe this to be a cosmetic surgery. 
and yeah. not a medical surgery. Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Again, so, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to, you know, speculate too much um, uh, about like somebody's health, but I'm just saying that in terms of like what we're getting on the show, which is not a complete picture of, of the, you know, the whole situation. There's just some things that seem a little bit weird. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, if anything, I, it does feel like they're skirting around what it is. Like they're not really, it's like they're telling us that something's happening, but they're not telling us what is happening. So that's why there's some skepticism here and a little bit of confusion. Yeah. And you know, this like was not mentioned at all in the first season and a half that we've seen of uh, Mike and Natalie. No, this literally was never mentioned until this episode. <laughs> we've mm -hmm. never heard this be a thing at all. And suddenly it's a thing. So it's a thing. Okay. But this is uh, her health uh, that she talks about. You know, this is very, uh, very much about her health. And again, uh, that Mike is not like uh, Angela's Michael in any way. Like he does not seem to be like, hey, whoa, whoa no, uh, I love your nose. Don't do anything like uh, he seems OK with it. But he does seem like a kind of perturbed that, you know, she seems to be going to doctors and like uh, making appointments behind his back and not keeping him in the loop on any of this. Yeah. And I think that in that regard, so he because it sounds like he's going to be the one footing the bill mm -hmm. um, and, and it sounds like money is tight or there's some kind of debt situation. Well, that was going back to, again. you know, last season where like uh, mm. Mike was uh, deeply in debt over, you know, getting uh, Natalie to uh, the, uh, the U.S. Right. Which I think didn't we hear that he paid all of it off or did I make that up? I um, don't recall uh, that he paid it all off. Yeah, well, it, it, that would make sense given that th this is being brought up again. But so knowing all of their financial stuff and, and she would know better than anyone else, it is surprising that she wouldn't talk to him about it, especially considering that he seems to be fine. Like you said, he's not someone who is very anti-surgery or anti any procedure, whether it's um for, you know, you know, absolutely necessary medical surgery or not doesn't seem to bother him he just wants to be in the loop and i'll tell you this and i and i'm not taking again i every week i'm like please don't think i'm taking anyone's side but if i wasn't told something and then i was only told it in front of like someone who i've met for the first time yeah. who is like your friend juliana and not my friend, yeah yeah, but like really in front of Juliana, you're telling me this. Like, I I feel a little bit upset about mm -hmm. that. Like, why no, this I would not love this live. I, yeah. I would not love this. So, um, yeah, not not so great. Um, and again, Mike, uh, he refers to this as a huge bomb that's being dropped on him. Uh, that you know he'll take the day off and he'll take her there, but you know he doesn't know uh, really anything about well, like what she's doing. Yeah. And I think ultimately for him, he wants to be kept in the loop, right? Because his the thing he's clung on to for the last however long this relationship is, we need to communicate. We need to talk to each other about stuff. We need to be open about stuff. And it doesn't sound like there's a lot of that going on. And it's almost, dare I say, sounds like Juliana gets more information than Mike does mm -hmm. about things. Yeah. Um, and so anything else on dinner with Juliana? They they each made a a traditional dish. Yes, we didn't get any feedback of what Mike thought of the dishes, so that's 
That's okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, the one part I didn't like was again when Juliana was brings up the surgery again after Mike and Natalie had had their talk. I was like, Juliana, how about you ask him what he does for a living or you know some regular dinner combo? I thought that was very intrusive. Yeah, no. Um, it seems like that Natalie's friend is a very much a Natalie clown. Yeah, they found each other, and I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. They found a friend in each other. Okay, <laughs> so. Mike is then going to go and teach Natalie how to work on the truck. Uh, Why is Mike doing this? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if he thinks this is a fun activity you get to do as a couple. I have, I couldn't tell you. It was an interesting choice for sure. Natalie openly says like, this is not something I've done before or would have wanted to do. And so he's telling her, uh, it's a righty tidy and lefty Lucy. And uh, this is how you check the oil on the truck. Uh, But they get into talking about the operation again. And uh, Natalie is accusing Mike of uh, not being very sensitive. And uh, she says, you know, even Melanie was more kind to Natalie than Mike is being. And Mike is like, who is Melanie? <laughs> we find out Melanie was like the receptionist at the office or something like that. Someone at that uh, the medical place. He's like, I don't even know that person either. So, yeah, it's, it's very much it's like the world's moving and Natalie's moving separately from Mike. Mm-hmm. But then these are crucial things they do need to talk about, because if it is a surgery that has to happen, he might have like medical like money has to be moved around scheduling. He has to take the day off to be with her or would want to. So I can hear I can hear his frustration with it. But I can also see why she's being evasive because Mike's not exactly fostered a great environment for her to be open about stuff. Again, number one team to draft in the who should get divorced pile here easily. All right. Well, that's number one. Who's uh, number two? Number one, them. Number two, hmm, I would, I mean, Angela and Michael, Mm -hmm. number two, probably. And then Tiffany and Yeah, because Ronald at least Angela and there. Michael, like, if they were in the same place, like, uh, they have, like, uh, at least a physical relationship. They would be, I think a lot of their problems would get eliminated because mm-hmm. they would be able to have the communication which they're avoiding each other for right now. And I think they would have put this, he's mad about the surgery thing behind them in person. Whereas yeah. these two are together and can't put anything behind them ever. So who would go three to uh, Tiffany and Ronald? I would assume so after what we saw this week. I, yeah. I would say Tiffany and Ronald probably would yeah. be third. And then everybody else, I think they are, uh, they, they have their flaws, but uh, I think they're with the right people. They can work it out. Yeah. Yeah. They're fine. They obviously they have fights, they have arguments, but what couple, what couples don't. And then they, mm-hmm. they seem to love each other. Whereas yeah. the, the other three, the love is kind of gone. They're two flawed people, but they found each other. Uh, that's basically the category. I'd put the rest of these uh, crazy yeah. people in. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, the big, like every Mike and Natalie uh, scene ends like big, big fight over, you know, Michael doesn't listen. Natalie is making up because the queen of making up excuses. Yeah, now it doesn't take responsibility for her actions, and that makes Mike mad, and there's no communicating, and that makes Mike mad, and she doesn't eat meat, and that makes Mike mad. There's a, a list of things that just make Mike mad, and then there's a list of things that Natalie does not like either. Um, again, you couldn't, I, there's no, no good words I can put in here, no more positive spin for me. It's just bleak for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So uh, we'll see what happens next with uh, Natalie and this operation, and then ultimately uh, what's going on. Did no? So they got divorced. Does Mike still uh, pay the bill for this? I think so, because like the yeah. financial responsibility of the and on the K one visa stuff, the burden is on the the um, petitioner, aka the American and the relationship. So uh, he would be having to be. He would have to do this for her. So yeah. yeah. Considering, uh, like, it seems like this relationship is uh, trending in the wrong direction. Uh, maybe uh, not such a hot deal for Mike. No, I would imagine, yeah, not a hot deal for him at all. Honestly, it's 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 gonna be bad going to worse the further we go in. So he should brace himself for impact. We'll be right back talking more 90 Day Fiance with Puya. But first, a word from a sponsor. Those are our friends over at Credit Karma. Now, who doesn't want instant gratification? I know so many of our 90 Day Fiance couples do. And if you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily instant and Karma purchase reimbursements on items for up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma Money progress starts here right now. Visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions in terms of policy rules. Banking services brought by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Puya, can we talk about Brandon and Julia and uh, their hunt for a new apartment? Let's. Let's. I feel like we've both uh, in that world these last couple months. I'm very open to talk about okay. it. Very excited. Yeah, this was a kind of a wild episode because Brandon and Julia were all over the place, uh, all, all over Richmond, Virginia here in this episode. First off, uh, we start off with a wild look for Brandon. Julia dressed him today. Could you describe how uh, the, uh, Brandon was dressed? Yeah, it was 100% uh, Jacob Jones cosplay where Brandon <laughs> is out here sporting a, a black turtleneck in the middle of the summer with shades on. Yeah. Like, oh, Jacob, didn't know you were on this show. Okay, cool. Yeah. Is uh, he yeah. like stagehand in like, high school theater production? What is he like uh, moving the props around? Uh, nobody can see him. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got. And she's like, ooh, I love this look. He looks so sexy. I was like, "Does he He looks like he's suffocating. He's not handling this well. Yeah, this was a wild look. Okay. So, yes, let's dress in all black to go look for our new apartment. And so, why did they even go see this place, Puya? Like, uh, that knowing a little bit about their budget and their finances... Like, uh, do they need a three bedroom, like a uh, big, like big uh, floor plan? 
They don't. And see, that's funny because it was very clear that Brandon said, we'll do what we can to make it work, the move. And it sounded like, oh, okay, Julia's come to terms with maybe they'll have to get a smaller place because we did learn at the reunion last season that Julia was kind of holding back some of the places because she didn't like them. She wasn't approving of the move. So Julia finds this place. The thing is, Rob, they didn't know how much it's going to cost because there was no price, I guess, is what Julia said. They clearly do not need the three-bedroom. Brandon says, I don't need a game room. He jokes about skateboarding from the kitchen to the bedroom with no pants on. Okay, cool. Donald Duck in it, I guess. Um, They didn't seem like they needed this place. She really wanted this place, obviously. To me, I feel like that this was like a email that Julia got from the producers of 90 Day Fiance. Like, hey, Julia, I think we found an apartment for you two. You should go check it out. And then mm-hmm. just made the appointment for her to go see it. Because there's no way that had they known, like, what, like when you go, you look for an apartment. Like, the first thing you look at is, what, how much is the rent? Not just like, ooh, look at these pictures. Oh, this is a beautiful place. Let's go check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it felt like it was set up. It felt like it was set up and it felt like it was very clear that Brandon was not going to budge on this. And I thought it was surprising that Julia was so willing to overlook the price because Julia talked about in the car over how when Brandon said, yeah, rent could start from anywhere between 800 to 1800. And um, Julia was like, oh, my God, like the rent I'm getting paid for my apartment right now is about 100 a month. That's so much mm-hmm. money. Yeah. And then 1800 was like, yeah. Well, they hear 1800 a month and, you know, it's close to Brandon's job. No dirty animals. Julia is in love. She thinks this is perfect. And then she kind of has a meltdown over like Brandon's like, yeah, I don't think we can afford it. Yeah. And then she tells the realtor person who showed them the place. Thank you for showing me my dreams. And then you, thank you for crushing my dreams to Brandon's <laughs> face. I was like, why are you making a scene? Like, and, and, and her idea was, well, I can't believe we're like leaving without having signed a contract and we're going back to the farm. It's like most people don't sign a lease upon seeing mm-hmm. the place immediately. Yeah. You still have to go through the process. And I actually, <laughs> amazingly enough, Brandon sounds like he's thinking the stuff out, Rob. Brandon sounds like he's ready. He's like, we got to get furniture. There's a, you got to pay a deposit. Like there's so many more things that go into this. We can't afford 1800 right out the gate. It's too much space. Like the fact that Brandon was willing to forego the idea of having his own game room makes me think that Brandon's putting the big boy pants on actually. Okay. Yeah. So Brandon did, did seem very responsible but you know uh, julia doesn't like to hear no and we can't afford it two things she doesn't like yeah you're very very ballsy if you say no to to julia when she comes to you with these suggestions and then um the other thing for me is that julia keeps bringing up well like i'll be making salary you'll be making salary and we can afford it which i agree but that's after you get a salary like currently we know she's in search of set salary so obviously you're in in a sticky situation like at this point she has to pick it's like you can only pick you know one must go if you will you can either have apartment away from farm uh apartment away from ron and betty big apartment and expensive apartment and you can Mm -hmm. like really pick two of them you can't pick the rest so you got to go with the battles you can pick at the in a perfect world she has a job lined up and then you get the apartment that would yes. be a perfect world. 
Yeah, that's the that's what you need. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. But obviously, to do that, you gotta you gotta find Julia's a job, which had I know it. is difficult. She's had it. Yeah, too many dirty animals, too many cakes for them. <laughs> it's it's over. Uh, I really feel like I, I I've turned around uh, quite a bit on Julia. Yeah, like she's had a big heel. I, I don't even find well. her likable anymore. No, she was she was likable when she was the the underdog that we were rooting for against Ron and Betty, and now of, she's just like yeah. Veruca Salt. <laughs> yeah, everything she says, I've disagreed with in like the last three episodes. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, for sure. I want an apartment now, Daddy. Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, give it that. You know, give me what I want, and I want it today. And I don't want to hear about if we can afford it or not. So you're ruining my dreams. This is what I wanted. Like it was one thing when it was just like, okay, uh, I, I want to sleep in the same bedroom as my husband. Now it's like uh, I want to live in Vegas. I want a huge apartment. I want, but like if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Like if, yeah, the what do you want Brandon is, to do? Again, and to me, it's fascinating because. You'd think after living on the farm for as long as she has, she'll take anything. But it's not even that. She has to take the thing she wants. Like, it has to be her top choice. She will not settle for the sixth best option, which you got to, again, pick the battles you can win. You can't win all of them. You just Mm -hmm. can't. It's unreasonable. No. I don't like people who are unreasonable. Can't compromise. Compromise is very important in everything. Relationships, mm-hmm. work. There are a lot of I'm I'm all for like you gotta play the hand you're dealt, right? Whatever hand you're holding, that's you're you're bound to that hand. You just can't play outside that hand. So I don't love this. I don't love this. But then then, Rob, maybe there's a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Julia is about to find employment. Yeah, so this was uh, interesting, and I don't know necessarily like uh, how much if the production sort of like uh, greased the wheels on this. We get like sort of the presented as Brandon found a gym that is hiring, and so Julia is going to go there and audition to be a workout dance instructor, though she has no experience in that specific capacity only experience as a dancer in a go-go club yes yes so this was very fun to watch yes as a as a as an audience member because it's very clear that she's like well i'm a little rusty on the dancing it's been a minute but i'll be fine i can teach i can do this and when we go in you immediately learn that what they expect of her, you assume she can't pull off because the guy starts off by telling her, we need you to like, it's going to be a light workout at the beginning with dumbbells and a little bit of movement, then ending with like a dance routine. And to this point, I've never seen Julia talk about dumbbells or working out in that capacity. Yeah, The only dumbbell she talks about is Brandon. And he's a pretty big dumbbell. So it's a heavy lifting right there. Yeah. At least for a little bit. Yeah. So then she auditions and shows this dance routine to this man who immediately is like, okay, you need to stop going to the ground so much. (laughs) Hey, I was sweating, Puya. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was a lot of workout right there. It was a lot of workout that went down um, and up and down. And like, that's the thing is that um, I think the, the big thing was the, the instructor wanted to hammer home. 
these people are not going to be at the level you are. So you can't constantly be, you know, making their legs work like that. So then how would you teach it? And then she kind of like shows the man a little bit of the routine. He seems to be keen on it. But my favorite part, Rob, was when the man was explaining that procedure of you need to do the dumbbells, then the, then the light dance. And as he's saying that she starts putting on heels, mm-hmm. which <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be in the sneakers. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, that was very fun for me. Ultimately then she nails it. Like she nails the dance and she's told, okay, well, we'll tell you what certifications you need. You get these done. If you, if you're on top of it, you can do it in a month. And she is so baffled by mm-hmm. this and borderline offended that this is a like, thing. What, what do you mean uh, we need certification? What kind of country yeah. is this? I can understand <laughs> doctor needs certification, uh, but for workout, what? Yeah. It's like, it's like, I understand for doctor, but for me, like, why do I need to do this if I'm just teaching dance? I'm like, well, Julia, because you gotta, you gotta know the things. You gotta know the, the ins and outs. Like, you, there's These are ways to, you know, make sure everyone's got the same kind of training. So it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I think this is one of those things, though, it's a it's it's a thing that I don't like not everywhere has it. You know, another thing that came up with, uh, for example, with Natalie was that Natalie was not grasping the whole insurance thing side of things with America of like, oh, so you have to have insurance, but then it doesn't cover all the things. So this is these are things that come with, you know, being in a new country and learning them. So I can forgive that a little bit, but like don't think it's ridiculous. It makes sense why it's there. Mm-hmm. It just does. Yeah. Okay. Uh and I feel like that the timetable here of it takes a month to get the certification and that that's really going to slow down Julia's timetable. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is this is the second incident in the same episode where she wants the thing to happen right then and there. She wants to be hired and have a schedule before she leaves the building. She wants to sign the lease and get out with the lease before she leaves the building. And things like this take time. Everything takes time. And I think the biggest thing you learn doing this process of, you know, resettling and moving is patience is the biggest asset you can have Mm -hmm. because you're going to need a lot of it in your arsenal. Yeah. Okay, so we'll see what happens uh, with Julia and uh, her quest to uh, teach dance at the gym. Uh, Should we do uh, a check-in with uh, Michael and a check-in with Angela? If we must. Yes, okay. So, uh, Michael, we got to see the whole entourage here, uh, Puya, Mm -hmm. as uh, the guys came over. And we learned that Angela calls Michael's crew... The goofballs. The goofballs. Yeah. Um, This is my favorite scene of the episode is Michael just in his natural habitat with the boys. And (laughs) so his three friends are there with him. And I just want to make sure I get their names right here. So we had um, his friends. uh, Bodie was the one of the friends there. Um, no, sorry. I want to know who the goofballs are. Sorry, Rob. Oh, Peter, Peter and Ade are the two goofballs. Bodhi's his other friend. And we find out the goofballs were not invited to the wedding. Yes. Angela forbids uh, Michael from hanging out with the goofballs. Yes. And this is because, and you got to see this scene that I have seen before. Uh, they have had a confrontation with Angela where uh, they've, they've told her off for being bossy and possessive. And she threw a drink in their face. Yeah. You know, 
the thing about Angela is where I feel like that, you know, if this was you or I, like, I think that, like, okay, um, you know, maybe, like, we, like, uh, you know, see our, our, our partner, you know, hanging out with, like, their, with friends, and then uh, maybe, like, um, don't don't really love the friends but probably would not like confront the friends uh directly and tell them off like uh upon meeting them but that's not how angela operates no no she's never, an impulsive never. person mhm yeah doesn't think twice before doing a thing just does it yeah so if she thinks it she's going to she's going to blurt it out that's classic angela and she does not like the goofballs yeah, the goofballs are in the the bad books of Angela for sure. But the thing that happens with some relationships when you are in a bad place with your partner and they have friends that they don't want you talking to, you tend to talk to them. And that's where the goofballs rear their head here and hang out with Michael, who is very much this is new for me, having watched Michael on many seasons. He's he's done with with her nonsense rob he wants to have a say in the relationship and he's not backing down Mm -hmm. yeah so michael is uh gonna tell the the goofballs a little bit about uh what what the issues have been uh with the crew uh let's listen in to a little bit of michael talking with uh the goofballs here we go from uh last night's 90 day fiance i don't think i have a relationship I and Angela, we had fights and uh, we broke up. Who? We are not talking. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. It's all started doing our two surgeries. What, what surgery? What surgery? Weight loss surgery and uh, breast reduction surgery. Wow. Breast reduction surgery? Really? Yes. Big yeah. boobs are the best. Yeah, uh, so uh, the goofballs, uh, they're not understanding either. Yeah, they're very much like, what? But you love them. Like, why, does, why did this happen? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Big boobs Michael- are the best. Absolute best, yeah, and and that, that's, a, that's the cosign here. All of them are on the same page with this. They're baffled. They're baffled. It does Apparently, not compute. Yeah, apparently Michael, big boob guy, and and how did this happen then? How does this happen? Yeah, why would she do no. that? She knows you love big boobs. <laughs> Doesn't make any it's sense. Very, yeah, it's very not surprising that the goofballs are only seeing this from Mike's eyes of, yeah, why didn't Michael get what he wanted here? Even though it's not his, you know, mm-hmm. his body. But, right. you know, that's one side of the story. Yes, uh, so... Michael hanging out with his friends. You know, we saw that uh, Angela is going to want out, but it seems like Michael wants out also. Seems like that both partners are ready to turn their key here. Yeah, I, I think they're they're both done with each other, like very much so. I think that when it comes to all of this, Michael was the glue holding them together because when uh, Angela would get very mad, Michael would apologize and they'd move. That's not seem to be the case anymore. No. Michael's finally pushing back and he's not going to give in this time, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Uh, Michael does not seem very happy. Uh, we'll see Angela also. Angela goes to uh, talk to the lawyer. and I guess this was the same lawyer that she was working on the uh, Michael's immigration matters with uh, and says, actually, uh, change of plans. Uh, I want a divorce. 
Give me the divorce. I'm over it. Yeah. And and what we find out here is that it's doable. She might have to serve papers, but it's doable. And then she wouldn't owe him any money. Um, so that works out for her if she gets that done. We'll see. We'll see how what they do next. I feel like it was very clear. One thing was very clear to me, Rob, is that Michael doesn't want the divorce. Michael is fed up with her and wants to have a say in the relationship and will try and talk to her to fix that up. Yeah. But will she get to do it? That's the question. Yeah. So how do you think that this gets resolved, Puya? Because I don't get the sense that they are going to get divorced. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to talk. And if history is an indicator, Michael's going to buckle and just agree to what Angela's terms are. Or somehow they have a breakthrough and they find some kind of compromise. And that way they keep the relationship healthy and strong and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. See where we go uh, from here. Kind of, kind of a quiet week uh, overall from Angela other than uh, going and requesting a divorce. Uh, how many times have we seen people go to a lawyer and ask for a divorce this season? You like, okay, so we saw Kalani do it. Yeah. We've seen. Angela do it. Did someone else do Tiffany. it? Tiffany. Oh my god, you're right, Tiffany. That's yeah. three. That's almost half your half your couples right yeah. there. Yeah. And really Damn. Natalie should be going to see uh a, the lawyer for a consultation before she goes to see a plastic surgeon. Yeah, and wait, didn't Natalie go Natalie did, but that was in the la- that was before the what marriage happened. She talked to so a lawyer about a divorce? Didn't she talk not about a divorce? Was it about how she could live it was it was before they got married, okay. and she was trying to ask about the procedures, and that was. I think was, they I think did like a season. Skype call, yeah, with a with a like yeah. a lawyer about the immigration stuff. Yeah, that um, sounds familiar. All right, then let's talk about Jovi and Yara, and uh, this will probably be a quick one too. But uh, so they they call up Jovi, and uh, he was supposed to come home earlier, but now he's not going to come home until the day after Christmas. Okay. <sighs> Jovi back back on his BS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you I mean, first, what are you going to do? Like yeah. uh, that he he didn't pick to make the schedule. He didn't make the schedule. I agree. He didn't make the schedule. But I will also say that he has kept this job that is clearly keeping him away from his family. Like when we find out that um, Yara has been away from it has been with him for three months out of the last year. Yeah, that's sad stuff. That really is sad stuff right, to me. Right. So, yeah, I, I definitely understand like uh, where she's coming from, but also like, I mean, this is what he does, and I don't know like uh, what he gets paid. I get the sense that he is paid handsomely for doing this, and he seems to enjoy the work, and then also uh, likes having the time off where he can booze it up. So, like, I don't know how many other viable options there are for Jovi's employment. Right. I think ultimately the pay is outweighs any other concern because it's able to provide them this life and provide them options and everything. And to look for another job in the, in, you know, the pandemic probably isn't a good idea either. So he's got to stick through with it. But the problem is it's very clear that for their relationship to prosper, he needs to be there because Yara needs that close companion. Yara can't handle this long distance thing at all. And can we quickly talk about how the Yara stock fell in my eyes? This yes. Week? Yeah. With the moving? Combined, 
I mean, first of all, with the with the with the laptop shaming of Gwen, when I was like, how is it? I feel like it was a MacBook. Like, I don't care what your MacBook is. That is expensive equipment right there. Like it costs double to get a MacBook as opposed to like a Windows laptop. So already we're talking about Chromebook with, with Puya. Oh, yeah. Rob, I feel like I've won that argument now. Chromebook mm-hmm. is kind of just like a tablet with a little oomph behind it. Mm hmm ultimately but then the other thing was the moving so yara well first of all jovi's second piece of bad news was and uh we got to move out of this apartment and you're gonna have to be the one to pack it so i can't be there anymore we but it sounds like she wanted out on this lease so it's kind of acceptable because she knew it was coming but then there's been no packing done Gwen and grandmother-in-law come in to help with the packing. There's literally nothing done. They thought they were going to help. They have to pack the whole thing. Then the movers show up and all this time Yara's just chilling and and letting everything pass her by. Yeah, I mean Yara I think does like to be uh, waited on a bit uh, and then was like yeah Gwen and who was that other lady that showed up with them? I think it's the it's it's Gwen's mother. And, Gwen's and like mom. Jovi's yeah. grandmother. It was like, ah, yeah. well, when they show up, they can pack my boxes. I'm not gonna like do this menial labor uh to pack <laughs> the boxes. Yeah, which again, like it's it's amazing. Yeah. Because I f- well, I feel like obviously she got sick and was waited on by Gwen. It's not mm-hmm. like Gwen you know, is a little bit bothered by this, but ultimately isn't too irritated. I felt bad for Nana. Yeah, like you're making Nana move you. I would, I would feel guilty. I would feel guilty at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would feel guilty. Period. I just couldn't, couldn't let. Like, even when I've had friends help me move, I feel guilty the entire time they're like carrying my stuff to the U-Haul. So I've definitely yeah. not. I can't handle. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not great. I, I would not want people, even though like how terrible everything is with the, with the move is. Uh, this is something that's uh, part of a problem for me. I need to know where all my stuff is. Like, I don't like the idea of somebody else moving my stuff. Like, uh, like, okay, I'll get it in the boxes and somebody can move the boxes. But the idea of somebody packing my stuff is not my favorite thing. Yeah, because you, I mean, ultimately, you don't want to have to open 18 boxes to find the one thing you were looking for. This way, you'll at least have a better idea, even if time passes, of where everything kind of is. Mm -hmm. So I hear you on that. I definitely do. If anything, I would like to pack the stuff and then they can carry the boxes out. Like, that's the part I don't want to do, uh, because then that makes the packing like it's. I feel like that's a privilege I will take. Yeah, <laughs> if someone was to carry my stuff. Yes. Out. Um. And as far as Nicole is concerned, uh, she would be fine with somebody packing her stuff, somebody moving her stuff. Um. She o- overall would like to be uh, as uninvolved as possible. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. I mean, that's a great arrangement. Ultimately, yes. Um. I just I think that I think I'm with you in the sense that I would like to document where everything you need is to know in where that everything scenario. is. Okay. Yeah. All right, and then uh, last but never least, uh, Elizabeth and Andre. I think we only got the one uh, scene. Actually, we got two scenes with them. Uh, So we picked up where they uh, were on the side of the road, and we saw where Chuck was arguing with Becky, and uh, we didn't really get any resolution, uh, but we got, like, Elizabeth was really just, like, uh, yelling at both of them to get back in. Chuck's getting upset. Uh, Just a lot of people just shouting during uh, this scene. 
Yeah, it was just one person yelling after another. Everyone's piping up after. You can tell they've been on the trip long enough that they just don't. They're not going to compute. They the, know, it, the bus for like four hours. Yeah, it's not that deep to me either. But then to these people, they just can't handle themselves. Even when Andre and Becky finally debus to talk about everything, I thought they would sort it out. But then Andre kind of like berates her and then she doesn't respond well to that. And then Elizabeth's mm-hmm. mad and then her husband's yelling at them. And then Chuck's like, I thought this was just going to be a family meeting and we wouldn't have business in the family. That's reunion. a pretty good check impression. Well, thank you. I, I try. <laughs> so then that happens. And then they get back in the RV. They finally go. And Rob, how about this for a thing yeah. too? They, they got an Airbnb. This trip had a pit stop. <laughs> well, I think it's like a 16 stop. hour uh, drive. I think they said. So they're, then they're stopping in North Carolina to do the uh, Airbnb. So Chuck really spared no expense. Hey, anything to see the family. Yeah. Anything to see the family. So they make this stop and uh, we sort of every, we go to bed and we wake up to like uh, just like every like people screaming. And so it turns <laughs> out that yeah, you know, Elizabeth was getting ready. And uh, this is a little bit of like the Tiffany and Ronald story of that. Andre was supposed to be watching the baby and. Andre went to the bathroom and then the baby uh, nearly fell down the stairs, would have fallen down the stairs had uh, Elizabeth not caught the baby. And Andre was accepting zero blame for any of this. Yeah, I'm full team Elizabeth on this one, especially when there's 10 people in this house. You could have asked someone. You could pass the baby baton to someone before you go to the bathroom. Well, that doesn't seem wild to me. Andre was saying that, like, uh, there are 10 people in this house. Why do I have to just watch the the baby? I'm like, and it's like, you're a kid. It's not like it was like, like, like you're watching like Becky's kid. It's your responsibility. Yeah. The same man who says, we cannot have a babysitter. We cannot get a nanny because we can't trust them. Uh, The baby might be better off with the babysitter. And then you can go to the bathroom without having to think about it. Well, which, to be fair, you didn't think about it, Andre. But then no one's going to come at you for it. Yeah, this is, I feel like the big winner, and I cannot believe I'm about to utter this sentence out of my dumb mouth, but the big winner of this family is Charlie, who literally flew to the destination. Yeah. Stress-free. Well, the worst part about all this is then, now for the first time this season, Andre really like explodes on Elizabeth in front of her family and then Mm -hmm. really opens the door for all the family to say, see, see, Elizabeth, this is what we're talking about. We don't like the way he treats you. He's trying to take advantage of dad. He doesn't treat you like it's almost like that. You know, that was she was his one defender. And then he is like pushing her into the arms of the the whole the whole crew to say, you know, that that was the only person on his team. And then he just like uh, completely just, uh, you know, like owned him himself yeah well his only redeeming quality to the rest of them was well at least he's a father to you know our niece and then also he is a husband to libby and like as long as they're happy that's important but then he's doing this in front of them i think this is a like not only is a big mistake but just borderline like messed up i'm not even borderline and and to add to all of this everything he does everyone sees as it's got ulterior motives behind it so 
What do you have left, Andre? All you're doing is burning every bridge around you and and ruining every relationship around you so, to the point where I just don't see how Andre's going to ever be an, invited to any family function after this. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. And it's one of those things where once you show your like your ugly side like this towards your wife in front of your wife's family are they ever going to see you back in a positive light like you've kind of like you're making it worse it's just there's no redeeming there i feel Mm -hmm. like yeah so ultimately uh they're gonna get back on the road but i don't know there's some questions some are some people getting back like it seems like becky like i'm never getting back in the rv again I, i think they're all getting back in the rv yeah, what, what what are they gonna do? Not go, not go on the trip. Get yeah. a get a Uber. Like it's too far away. That what do you think is gonna happen when we get to uh, Pop Pop's house? Um, things are gonna pop pop off between Charlie and Andre. This is gonna be round three of their bout. Definitely, mm-hmm. it's gonna be more mess, Rob. Let's be honest. If I look if, forward to um, it. Yeah, if no one can be on their best behavior in close quarters, they're not gonna be on their best behavior out in public. I'm looking forward to it as well. I think that it's very funny. In the trip that we've been on, the journey we've been on on covering 90 Day, half of the time I'm talking with empathy towards these couples. I'm like, I, I can feel their struggle. And then the other half, I'm like, but it's good popcorn. So I'm glad they're in mess. And mm-hmm. then it's, it's, fun to, it's fun to play out and always pleasure to talk to you about as well. Okay. All right, Puya, anything else 90 Day Fiance before our two-week break? Yeah, no, that's the only, that's it really. Uh, enjoy your weekends, everybody. No 90 Day next week, but we'll be right back at it again the following week, which what looks to be a fun episode out the gate, I would imagine, okay. because uh, at the very least, Andre and Charlie are going to do something, which will be fun to see. Be fun to see. All right, Puya, what's coming up for you now that your month of streaming is uh, almost in the rearview mirror? Mm-hmm. Month of streaming about uh, a little couple days away. And then Big Brother is right around the corner. So there's going to be a lot of Big Brother viewing for my pleasure. Definitely going to be indulging in that. 90 Day will not be going anywhere. So I'll be staying on that as well. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where you can find me at the moment. Okay. Of course, uh, that I am just super busy with uh, the Survivor uh, Top 40 Countdown. Uh, Friday, oh, I'm sorry, Saturday night. Talking about the 15th best season of Survivor. Survivor Panama. Then. I will be on Wednesday night talking about the 14th best season of Survivor, Survivor Blood versus Water. So really uh, another uh, quick turnaround here for me as uh, we are getting ready uh, for the 14th best season of Survivor. We had a wedding on Robin Akiva Need a Podcast uh, this weekend. I'll be doing uh, the June Patron Cast Tuesday night, so uh, be on the lookout for that as well. And then, of course, uh, we'll be keeping an eye on these uh, Twitter streets for any news from uh, a Big Brother 23 cast announcement. Uh, maybe hopefully in the next couple of days uh, we'll hear more about that so check out everything we're doing over at robhasawebsite.com it's going to be a great time to become a patron of Rob Has a Podcast uh, in July as we're going to be starting to do uh, more and more Big Brother content exclusively for our patrons coming up here in July so hope you enjoyed our 90 Day Fiance coverage here today take care everybody have a good one bye Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and it's hard work, but you know it's easy bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too. You're busy enough. Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today.